That thing with the sorghum pancakes, huh? You mean where you ate a little girl's pancakes? I did not eat those pancakes! This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. We are broadcasting to you alive from the Zan Command Center here in frigid. It's a frigid Vermont. Winter is coming. Well, maybe it's here. I don't know. There's snow somewhere. My name is Bob Fournier. Joining me, as always, well, I guess not as always, but we have Ryan Murphy from Canada. Canada's Ryan Murphy. It's true. And I mean, I know I'm not usually one to continue the talk of weather, but it is snowing <laughs> here. Is and, it? Yeah. yeah, it's snowing here, and I feel as though it brings the annual tradition of talking about how do zombies do in the snow. Yeah, no, we gotta wait for Lou for that one. Yeah, because I mean, Lou always feels like, I feel like Lou has his, he has his... We have uh, answers, he has the correct answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's know? that's why we asked the busy zombie lord, and just like all of our listeners, we wait for Lou to return, who's not here. He's doing his house stuff. He, he moves this weekend, right? Was it this weekend? Yeah, I think it was this weekend. It's it's happening soon. I know... Oh, uh, good for him. Yeah, I, I think he's excited. Uh, he hasn't... Uh, the first thing he's going to do when he comes on here is he's going to give us the zombie rating of the house um yes and whether that yes. affected the value of the house because if you got to put a lot of work into the zombie preparation um the value of the house <laughs> does go down because you know the apocalypse can happen at any moment and if you're not uh, ready you know i can't wait for uh the apocalypse for, yeah no well, oh for lou to come back yeah <laughs> no, no, I'm no. Just kidding. <laughs> i feel like oh, this man. show the, the show is missing a key component when Lou is not here, not just because this is a this is a, a three person uh, podcast. No, we need his angry uh, <laughs> his angry take on everything because no. you and I are just too much. Like, yeah, sure, <laughs> let's do it. I feel like, and this is the thing: we're so Lou. I know he listens because he usually listens to shows when that he that he can't make. Um, I do the same. I know Bob does yep. the same. So basically, Lou, what we're gonna try to do is we're gonna try to give the Lou perspective on what is happening in the news, what is happening with Walking Dead. And, you know, I've actually prepared, I prepared a couple of positive articles that I put in the notes, which is something that uh-huh. I would do. Yeah. And then uh, something that Lou would do is is reference all the, the negative... Cross them out. No, I'm <laughs> no, no, no. There are some negative articles. There's some negative stuff yeah. that I saw in terms of ratings and, and some very valid points about why uh, this season of The Walking Dead isn't all it's cracked up to be. But... We'll get to that later. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But yes, the Lou perspective, we will bring it. And then when Lou comes on next week, he can tell us how poorly we did. Oh, no, we're going to nail it. I don't Before think we're we going to do that, very though, good. Let's nail the zombie news because we got a lot to talk about, starting with Resident Evil. Ooh. I should probably try. Let's try that again. Yeah. Resident Evil. That sounded better, right? That sounded like I was there. So technically, though, Ryan, this is not Resident Evil. It's called Dave. Uh, it's just <laughs> <laughs> big Dave. What is this? So, <laughs> sorry. Um, so a long time ago, they announced a Arclay TV show, a Resident Evil TV show about uh, called Project Arclay or something like that. Um, it's based on the Resident Evil universe, uh, based on a detective named James Reinhardt who was supposed to investigate these homicides in Raccoon City. Uh, which involved a certain virus that we're all familiar with uh, for the Resident Evil universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our own trailer for it. Uh, you know, throwback to that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll play that for you guys sometime. But play a little. Uh, play. Dude, dude, I'll you play can't just leave a short. All right, I won't leave. It. I'll just play the. I'll play. Uh, let me find it here. Uh, where did I put it? <laughs> you had it. You were playing it for me later or earlier rather. How would I play it for you later? I don't know. I've been. I've, it's been a weird day. I've been. <laughs> I've been future recording today, Bob. So. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. My name is Detective James Reinhardt. My investigations have led me through the Arclay Mountains. Wait a minute! Mu- I just realized yeah. something. 
Did that? you? Did we make this in response to them announcing that they were going to yeah. make this? Okay, this is why I was like, I heard Reinhardt, and I'm like, wait a minute, got it right, yeah. How did you nail what, that? And what if we? What if we just guessed it? <laughs> so okay, I don't. Re- I'll be honest with everybody here. I do not remember the specific instance in which we created a Resident Evil TV series trailer. But I do, I do, it's starting to come back to me. I recall this announcement, but yeah, so it's been scrapped. Uh, It actually never got picked up. And the reason we're talking about it is they put the pilot up, but they removed all of the Resident Evil references. (laughs) So they want to, they want to throw this out there as like a short film, I think, um, to give the RE fans something to kind of chomp onto, no pun intended for a little bit. Um, But yeah, he, I I think basically this guy's like, listen, I put a lot of money into this. We're going to get it out some way or another. So they got rid of anything uh, Resident Evil related, like you were saying. But uh, I was watching the trailer for it, like the first few minutes, the snippets, and I'm like, my trailer's better. (laughs) You be the judge, folks. Um, Yeah, I would agree. Because I watched, um, even though I threw this in here, I only watched the first couple minutes and I had to stop because I, I can see why they shut it down. And here's the thing. TV's a high bar these days. Um, oh yeah, taking Stranger taking things. young Sheldon aside and, and and you know putting it down, but you know looking at television, it's a high bar, and you can't just bank on having the Resident Evil name. And the Resident, yeah. let's be honest, right. the Resident Evil name isn't like screaming quality these days. Seven was was good. I, I hear it was good. I won't play it. It looks too scary. But I hear <laughs> Seven's really good. But honestly, I, I still don't think Resident Evil has that pedigree. That, that people think it it deserves but no. um yeah this trailer is just it's it doesn't look like tv it looks like an internet type short type thing so yeah and you know unfortunately it would have been fun to see some resident evil type of stuff on the on the little screen but hey you know what are we gonna do um speaking of scrapped uh <laughs> i guess that was kind of rude so yeah. Telltale uh, announces the final season of The Walking Dead, um, and Gary uh, is a Witta. Gary Witta. Gary Witta. Yep. Uh, he's back. Um, what did he do? So he was. Uh, he wrote the fourth episode for the first season. Yes. And if you remember the first season, it's it was definitely the strongest of the of the series, and and poss- possibly because it was, you know, a first sort of foray into this new telltale formula and it just felt fresh and i think that's why it, it stuck so it, it, it did a good job um he also but, uh, he also worked on rogue one in the book of eli yes he worked on Ooh. rogue one uh i think a lot of his work in rogue one was I, I don't know what happened to it that star wars these days is just such a weird thing it's hard to huh. credit one person unless like Luke's film really loves you like uh jj yeah. uh, they'll basically credit him with everything but um, yeah, so the final season, Gary Wood is coming back, which is exciting, and, and he's a story consultant, and he seemed pretty stoked about it, too, in the press release and on Twitter. Um, but yeah, the final season hitting in 2018, and I guess there's also a collection coming out at the start of December, which is yeah. all of Telltale Games, including The Walking Dead seasons, being um, uh, enhanced versions of season 1, 2, and 400, 400 Days, and then the Michonne miniseries, so maybe they'll play a little better. So. Yeah, this coming off the announcement of the layoffs over at Telltale. Um, so yeah, that not um, a lot of good stuff going on over there, huh? No, the news about that I read. I kind of read into it a little bit, and the fact that they're saying we're we're firing twenty five percent of our staff to focus more, um, you know, what do they say? Smaller teams on less projects, yeah. which to me screams like a solution to the many of the issues we've had with telltale is that like you're working on too many things at once and they all start to blend together you know yep. like what now right now they got batman guardians um walking dead walking dead coming out again game uh, of thrones was game, there a game there was a game of thrones but that's long gone um mm-hmm. minecraft i think is still going uh they're gonna have wolf among us next year as well so right now they've only publicly announced their next year's new projects being Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us. So if they're transitioning to you know smaller teams, fewer projects, that's exciting to me because one of the issues we've just had with Telltale Games is they all start to feel like. Did you guys even you guys didn't even finish season three right? Like uh, New Frontier. 
Yeah, didn't I? I don't know. I thought I did. I know I did. It it ended pretty. It ended just basically setting up the final season as like, and and Clementine walked out into the into the uh, horizon and <laughs> tune in next week when sh- we make another game about her. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, tough times for Telltale, and uh, you know, hopefully with uh, some good story consulting going on, it'll bring us back to the you know the first season where decisions felt important and. Uh, you know, hope for the best on that one, right? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, another uh, little bit of video game, not really news, but um, th- there's an article here on Forbes basically talking about how the next Call of Duty should be 100% zombie-themed. Yeah, I promised we wouldn't talk about Call of Duty zombies ever again, but I figured I this was like a... This is like a gateway that we could talk about it again without actually breaking that rule. Yes, um, it kind of does. Uh, anyways, I just I saw this article and it kind of screamed what I've been screaming for a long time is I like the idea of a zombies game, but I don't like the idea of having to buy like a full product um, when I'm yeah. not going to play a third to two thirds of that product as as much as the zombie mode. So the idea of doing a zombie call of duty game like something similar to um the army of the dead game what's it what's it called uh uh nazi zombies it was um sniper 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 elite Elite yeah nazi zombie army or something like that right exactly so it would be interesting to see something like where they make a game now i'm not asking them to make call of duty but just zombies i'm wanting them to make like the spin off the zombie version make it a budget title and just have the zombie mode uh, stand alone. Uh, I I wouldn't mind a zombie campaign, to be honest with you. I don't think that would be such a bad thing if they just kind of maybe not Call of Duty, but maybe if the guys over at Treyarch or Infinity Ward or whoever they if they wanted to make a zombie, you know, first person shooter game, they'd yeah. probably be some of the best guys to do it. Yeah, Treyarch's next, right? Isn't it? Because yeah. World War Two is. I'm pretty what? sure it's Infinity Ward. Yeah, it was either Infinity or Sledgehammer. I, I think Sledgehammer was Infinite. So maybe. Oh no, was... yeah, Sledge. Yeah, maybe. I think it's Treyarch next anyway. But <laughs> they're all the same now. They're, they're all, all the same. Uh, but anyways, no, I like the idea of it. And and you know, Forbes uh, presents a pretty interesting argument here. And and it's not just hey, you know, it's not just what we do, which is they should make they should just spin off the zombies. He actually goes into detail about why it'd be a good idea and how it would work. And it's just a really cool article that I think everybody should check out because right now what Call of Duty is doing outside of World War II has just been these semi-sequels and actual sequels, you know, with uh, Black Ops, the Black Ops series, um, the Infinite Warfare type stuff. Uh, actually, yeah. you know what? This year's Sledgehammer Infinite War was act- it was Infinity War, so next would be Treyarch. But you're right. The next one being a zombie game, to- totally just zombies, would be great with Treyarch because they were the original with world at war so yeah i don't um, know i i could just see it being kind of fun a nice little campaign maybe a four to six hour game and then obviously you could do your infinite zombies you know what i mean after that but i don't know i'd be down with that. I'd, be, I'd be something different to do yeah i agree all right well i'm glad we're in agreement this is where we need lou back yeah lou would have said no the zombie mode is bad and you just remember and he's right and so are you you know <laughs> He wouldn't say that. He's not, I know he he's not mean. I miss Lou. He's just honest. And he's right because the Call of Duty zombie mode was only good in World of War because it was basic, it was Easter egg, and they didn't have mm-hmm. that stupid gumball machine, stupid power up bullshit. You just you bought weapon a, upgrades. Yeah. It was just basic, you know? I agree, man. I thought it was a good one. I and really these enjoyed days, that one. I tried to play the one in, in Call of Duty Black Ops 3, and it's just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I just started yeah. building up walls and and trying to buy guns. It's like no, you gotta you gotta go to the bubble gum machine and buy this power up <laughs> and then turn into a demon so you can find the golden monkey. And it's like this isn't COD Zombies anymore. This is some yeah. stupid. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. I, I remember that that was probably the best one because it was the creepiest one, and you know it was just it was literally just you know an endless zombie mode. Have you played uh, any Fortnite before we get into the Walking Dead? Fortnite? Yeah, of course. Um, Have you played the Horde mode or whatever? I I haven't played the Horde mode. I played the Horde mode, I think, once. 
No, I didn't because I was going to queue into it and then it said like, hey, remember these matches can take up to six hours. And I'm like, what? So I didn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, I then I remembered like, yeah, Horde Mode usually does take quite a while. I remember in Gears it taking a long time. But I've been playing their Halloween event, which they we didn't talk about here, but their Halloween event they extended to the end of November. Um, and it's really cool because it's all it's all new levels. It's all new missions skins. and modes and skins. And people are in there really digging it. So I was checking that out actually on Halloween night and, and having a blast. Uh, yeah, it's Fortnite's funny to special. say the, the the evolution of that game too. Like um, the actual standalone playing game is fun, but the uh, the world PvP kind of one. Um, seeing the evolution of that, but for like at first it was everyone was like, "Oh, this is a ripoff of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds," and yeah. then. Everyone was like, oh, just build up forts. And then everyone was like, oh, don't build forts. Just kill people once the streamers started getting on it. And now, like, there's some competitive streamers playing it, doing a combination of, like, building forts and <laughs> shooting. Like, I don't know. It's pretty cool to see the evolution of this thing take off. But, the, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. You know what? The the Fortnite building, when we – I think it was either – I think it was either you and I or it was Lou and I playing – the Fortnite building in that game is really cool with Battlegrounds yep. because people have been using it for traversal to kind of yep, sneak around exactly. people. And now and, you get the launch pad thing too. Yeah, and to me, like, I'm like, okay, this means I'm just not going to play this mode anymore because people have already gotten way better at it than I have. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been really digging the PvE, and I really do think the biggest barrier to entry with that game is the fact that PvE is is quite expensive now they had a halloween sale but it only knocked it down by about 10 bucks and yeah it wasn't much of a sale though i mean no. yeah and unfortunately because i tried to get a couple of my friends to grab a copy of it and they're like oh yeah we'll play it it's free and i'm like yeah but i kind of want to play you know the pv and like i want to play the tower defense part of it and my friends are like oh that sounds like a fun, fun time but never mind it's too much mm-hmm. but yeah. anyway anyway fortnite man good stuff drop the price a little bit it'll be better yeah, I think they're right. going to they're gonna get to the, the point where it goes free-to-play quite quickly. Um, we're, we're probably looking at them announcing their the free-to-play totality of the game um, before the end of the year, I would think, or at least the start of the year. Uh, Got to be before the end of the so year. So if you've held out this imagine. long, you might as well hold out for a little bit longer. But when you do buy the game, even when it's on sale, you do get extra perks. But, um, you do, yeah. It can be hard to feel like it's $30 worth of that perks, not just paying to open it early. So, <clears throat> All right, well, why don't we go ahead and get to the moment that we're all waiting for, Ryan yeah. Murphy. Let's talk about Season 8, Episode 3 of The Walking Dead. It was titled Monsters and Spoilers. It was titled that for a reason. I am binding a hope to my heart, perhaps unwisely. But we have come this far, all of us still here. If we follow this plan, if we keep to our training, if the fates continue to shine brightly upon us, allowing us this... this dream, we will lose not one of our ranks. We will lose not one of our ranks. You know, just for a minute there, I really thought they weren't going to lose one of their ranks. No, it was it was looking like they had the upper hand for the entirety of their sort of mission. And yeah, another action-packed episode of The Walking Dead. It's almost <laughs> like they didn't stop firing their guns. Uh, so yeah, well, no. So <laughs> oh man, Walking Dead is in such a lose-lose situation right now, right? Like. Mm. If you don't do All Out War and you don't do the story of All Out War, the fans criticize you because you're afraid to do All Out War, right? Like, that's essentially what it comes down to. Like, you're, the, the some of the biggest comic book fans or whatever are going to be like, oh, what a cop out. Walking Dead doesn't do All Out War. And then you get the TV viewers that are like, what happened to the zombies? Why are they killing everyone? This show's gone, like, downhill. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. there's no winning. It's like they just have to get this season out of the way 
to to move on to the next thing. Because the know? next big baddie, as we know from the comics, is very zombie related. It's super zombie related. Uh, super zombie related, and they and they're starting to plant hints in 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 this season as to what's next because there's a walker I think a couple episodes ago it was in the season where it's like what's wrong with his skin because he's missing skin like what why does it look like that and it's like oh we don't have time to figure that out and it's like oh could be <laughs> whispers I mean people think maybe. they've been teasing maybe. for a while maybe maybe could be something else uh, that we don't know about something that Negan has under his sleeve but. This episode's interesting because um, we keep going back to the. This is a four-part arc, four-episode arc, and it is very seriously a four-episode arc because um, there are scenes showcasing uh, Aaron's group attacking that outpost, and it just doesn't skip a beat. It just goes right back to the same scene of them like huddled up against cars, shooting at the people uh, as they are are quickly overrun uh, at the outpost by the zombies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you know, and it's it is definitely a four episode arc. I completely agree with you. Um, and you know, when you watch it and you see things like when we go back episode after episode, and Aaron's group hasn't moved <laughs> in three episodes. Yeah. Um, it feels yeah. like they're at a standstill. Everybody else is moving at a quick pace. You know. Um, but I I, I really, uh, in all honesty didn't really have any any large issues with this episode i understand that as as the action continues it feels like they're just constantly pumping bullets into into other human beings um but i think this episode begins to kind of unravel uh, why we're why we're seeing this bloodshed because okay let's talk about the big elephant in the room which is morales he shows up at the end of the last last week's episode and he's like rick blah 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 oh i knew you morales from atlanta oh yeah and then cut to black you started the next episode and the morales and rick have this back and forth and it's like you're a monster no you're a monster it's like well i know i'm a monster but you're also a monster i would and then he says something like oh i would i would uh if i were in your shoes i wouldn't kill you it's like yes you would it's like no i want to try to find a way to make it work and we find out that morales lost his entire family they didn't even make it to birmingham and um when rick tells him about glenn and and all the other people who have died glenn's especially at negan's hand like morales yeah. starts to kind of lose his his grip on on the gun and be like oh maybe i shouldn't do this and then you know i kind of figured like daryl would come in and do something like at least oh, hold yeah, him at all, gunpoint we all knew no <clears throat> you know you know he's not going to make it out of that situation so here's the thing so um you know, and I like the article that you quoted in this, but uh, I guess you didn't quote, but you just, uh, you know, dug up here is there's a bigger war between Rick and Negan right now, and it's Rick and Rick, right? Um, he's starting to really feel like he's created monsters of his own, mm-hmm. you know, and himself. Like, when, where do you draw the line? What's the difference between what he's doing and what's Negan? doing now we all know that you know rick basically is just saying we got to kill all these people to you know to make our community safer Mm because we'll never be safe with him around now turn that around the other way i mean jeffrey dean morgan could be doing the same thing as negan right saying i gotta send a message here to make sure people know not to mess with us Mm -hmm. so we're safer so who is the real monster in this situation? Because so far, all we've seen is a bunch of Alexandrians, hilltops, and kingdom, you know, kingdom, kingdom people, king, kingdomers, kingdom and kingdomons, kingdomites, 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 kingdomites. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all we've seen is them just ripping into these saviors, right? Um, for the past three episodes, yeah. it's it's all it's been. It's just bloodshed. Um, so yeah, I like the idea where we are right now, and yes, it is quite the story arc. Um, I get why people are not very happy because it is very different. It's very different. It's it's basically Rick's group of bandits killing a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of conflict between um, at, at every camp, except for I guess the kingdom. Uh, they have a, a different issue on their hand, but you know Morales and Rick 
and Daryl and uh, Jesus and Morgan and there's there's stuff to talk about there but with the Morales bit like Daryl just comes in and like shoots him point blank in the back of the head it's like okay it's done let's move on well Rick, the, yeah <laughs> and Rick's just like you, did you not know who that is and then Daryl's like yeah it didn't matter <laughs> and yeah, he then, moves on like nothing yeah. happened and then later on uh, there's a savior that shoots at Rick mm-hmm. and he misses now it's kind of funny because <clears throat> my wife's a big fan of this show called uh, One Tree Hill. Sure. And that kid that Daryl shot at the end was on it. And I was like, hey, look, this guy's from One Tree Hill. Do you remember him? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, he. there was a special nod to him. He's uh, he's from Boy Meets World as well, I think. Yeah. That's yep. what they were saying. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he was kind of goofy. He was the goofy one at the beginning of the season. Uh, yeah, he was the one that couldn't do anything right when they were doing ammunition and stuff. It was, and again, um, like I'm even starting to feel like that Daryl wouldn't have, the, the old Daryl wouldn't have done that, you know. And um, we saw how Daryl saw the um, the sort of lockup last episode, and and I yeah. think maybe that kind of set him off a little bit. Well, that's this. and that's just it though too. So like. So Rick and Daryl are having this um, conundrum because Daryl's just killing everyone that Rick's like, we don't have to do this, even though I've told everyone that we have to kill all of them. Um, but seriously, like Daryl's out there killing. Rick's having second thoughts. We we switch over to Morgan and uh, Jesus. And Jesus and – I did not see this coming, but uh, Jesus and Morgan having that fight because um, Morgan just wanted to kill all the uh, – prisoners and jesus like no we're gonna take him back to maggie mm-hmm. and literally they had a fight yeah <clears throat> where they, like they, they showed off it. like it's like mortal Kombat for a minute there you know there's probably a youtube video out there with the mortal Kombat music if there's not there should be there should be <laughs> i mean we i haven't posted the episode yet this isn't live to heart this is just, just this isn't live so we could do it before we post this episode right that um, sounds like a lot of work let's let the internet it do it yeah yeah someone out there will do that for us but yeah it, it was um I did not see that coming. I was like, whoa, Morgan's... And then I love the line that Morgan says. Because like, I'm like, oh, God, we're getting crazy Morgan again. Remember when Morgan was crazy? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and, and now it seems like we're there again. And even Morgan himself's like... And like, it, it's weird. It's almost like it has two meanings, right? He's like, listen, I may not be right. And like, almost like he's saying, I may not be right in the head. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. And I'm like, damn. Like, this is this is insane, right? Like, yeah. this, what is going on right now? Like, so Jesus and Morgan are fighting. And uh, Rick and Daryl kind of, like, seeing things differently. Then you got, uh, so Maggie with, uh, what's his face there, too, right? Gregory. Um, yeah, he was kind of, like, talking about pancakes wanted to come in that was a weird moment too right yeah like gregory uh, has always been this bad person and him coming back to the hilltop in the car by himself and kind of like begging to come back in we see his true nature and then maggie wasn't gonna let him let him in and you know every even the hilltops like no you're a terrible person remember what you just did you literally just tried to sell us out and gregory makes a pretty good point and then he said I was trying to work from the inside, you know, like he lies really well. He's he's kind of a snake. And the way he says like, "Well, I was trying to work from the inside to try to stop bloodshed and, you know, trying to make sure that they didn't think we were going to be a big threat and that, you know, we would we would try and um yeah. I I don't know, like it's just there's a lot of there was there's something interesting there and then Maggie doesn't almost doesn't let him in, but then decides to let him in anyways and it's kind of perfect timing because when they let him in he he quickly becomes you know the worm tongue from lord of the rings yeah and just kind of like he's like oh we can't let them in they'll be on they'll be unsafe and i don't know what they ended up deciding they end up like they get back to the hilltop with all the prisoners which to me makes sense it makes perfect sense to take people prisoners of war are a thing that is has existed since war began and um it makes sense to not want to kill people who are surrendering. Cause when you surrender, I think you, I mean, uh, I think when you, in this, 
So let's talk specifically this world because I think if we're, let's talk about The Walking Dead. We don't want to get into the semantics of, of all that fun stuff. Oh but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not even going to bring that in. But in the Walking Dead universe, when you surrender, I know we don't have the infrastructure that we have now in terms of rehabilitation system and, and actually keeping these people alive and, and how supplies work. However, when someone surrenders it takes a piece of your humanity to kill someone who's surrendering, you know? And it's just, I know they're all terrible, terrible people. They've done terrible things. Um, but there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a way, right. To figure out. This is the beauty of the show though, because in each situation, like Gregory, like he fuck Gabriel, he screwed over the entire hilltop town. Like you, you shouldn't care if he does die, you know? And then oh, yeah. well, with Morales, I'm... you have the Morales, like the history there. And I get it's not the strongest history connection. And then with Morgan and um, uh, Jesus, you have the dude that killed that kid. And he's over there talking about it the whole time, right? Like he's like, oh, your armor looks smaller. Oh, you're wearing that kid's armor, you know? And like you're like, oh, my God, what a jerk, you know? Like he surrendered, but he's given – morgan all this crap about someone that he had to watch get killed but Mm -hmm. i don't know man i I think that's kind of the beauty of the show because like each one of those situations you're like yeah screw that guy you know what i I mean i think in specific scenarios of like gregory doing what he did doesn't make sense to let him go off unleashed and and the other guy uh you know bothering morgan like yeah what he did was wrong and could probably be argued that he gets the death penalty um as some sort of fashionable uh thing yeah. to do but there are, there are innocents there there are, you're not they're not innocent but when they surrender they kind of showcase this all right we give up we we we'll do what you need us to do and but do you believe that no, I, I don't know like i don't know probably not like most of the saviors that we have experienced so far have been indoctrinated into uh the the savior's sort of way of thinking and th- and that's the thing is like with morales i didn't expect him to be around and become this major character right yeah. it seemed so far-fetched to have him just show up and him to be a thing but that's the problem is that if he wasn't going to stick around to kind of like give us a reason for him to be back um it felt cheap his- to bring him back and then kill him immediately like almost that's like the reason. that's the reason though. Like who, who's the monster right now? Is Rick the monster? Is Negan the monster? Are they both monsters? I mean, technically, they're both just big giant monster jerks, right? Yeah, I well, mean, they're both terrible. But you know, Rick doesn't line everybody up and say, "Okay, we're going to make an example of someone," and he doesn't he doesn't relish in it. You know, like. But now he's taking photographs and Polaroids. That's a little weird. I don't understand that. Now, what's he? Is he? Is he taking those to? Daryl mentioned something about them assholes. Like, who's he? Who's who are the assholes? Is it the garbage people? Is it Oceanside? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, who... we haven't seen either of those in a while. Like, are they even gonna pop back up? Like, they took they took Oceanside's guns, right? Yeah, but the Oceanside decided not to help them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just uh, felt like this episode was a lot of action, and when they had a chance to slow things down, um, they ended it in in a way that was very quick and abrupt. So Morales dying was one of those like this is an interesting conversation that, that's working really, really well. And when they took out Morales, I think that was the best way to portray. That was the only way you could portray how far Daryl had gone, yeah, and how how quickly rick is realizing the problem he made now rick killing a father of a, of a small child and then him you know feeling distraught about Taking it the baby. <laughs> that, well he also yeah he took the baby at the end of the episode but but that moment where he realizes that he killed a, just a father trying to protect his child that was the moment we needed and it made sense in the storyline of, of a random faceless actor who we'd never seen before just gets straight up murdered by rick and yep. we realize like oh crap he is the monster and then morales coming in like that you don't need to you don't need to have rick try to turn someone but no um, that's the best part though because morales when he's he's asking him he's like are you negan too and he's like yeah you're damn right i'm negan 
you know, and you're Rick. And uh, I don't know. So for me, I like the conundrum we're in. I like, you know, right now I like the idea of where does this go? And there's really only one solution, right? Like at some point, Rick has to have the ability to kill Negan and not do it, right? That's mm-hmm. the only way you take them out of this who's the bad guy, who's the good guy thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's essentially how it ends. Like, there's no... I mean, I don't think that's a big surprise to anyone. Like, that's how it has to end. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no, there's no other way for it to end. I mean, it has to be Rick, and he has to, you know, he has to not kill someone. And I want to talk for a minute, too, for something that we just kind of... We didn't jump over, but we haven't even talked about it yet. Sure. The Ezekiel storyline. Right. In his storyline, the reason we've kind of skipped over it the last couple of weeks even, is that it's just uh, it's just him fancy talking and them yeah. succeeding. And uh, it's not it's not terribly interesting uh, until until this episode in which it's like it's like yeah. every Walking Dead. It's like, OK, good, 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 good. Oh, here's here's the shit hitting the fan. And we so, got that in this episode. At the very got, end got, of the episode. Yeah, we got Carol with Ezekiel and some of his uh, kingdomites. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's talking this whole time. He's like, we're not going to lose another person. No more. And so, so far, the first part of the plan goes great. Like, you know, like they, they outsmart the saviors. They, you know, they outplay them. And, you know, they're going around trying to clear out all these outposts. And turns out they found the guns that Rick was looking for. <laughs> um yeah, because the guy uh, that Daryl shoots in the head at the end of their stretch, you find you find out that uh, he said, "Oh, we moved them a day ago." And there's no there, there's a note or a, a hint drop that there's a spy in Rick's group uh, that are that is giving notes to the saviors. I can't remember who revealed that, but it was. Oh, I don't even remember that happening. Really? Nah, uh, I remember it being mentioned. I'm just trying to figure out who said it. I think it might have been. Hmm. Now huh. I can't remember. Or they did they know that there's a spy in Negan's camp giving notes to Rick? Is that what you're saying? Or well, no, no. Someone, someone's a spy. Someone's spying on on Rick's group. They're doing a terrible job if they are. Yeah. Right. Because um, there hasn't been a single win for the Saviors until the end huh. of this episode. Either way, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not really sure. But that's fine. That's, we yeah, do, you know, Ezekiel's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be fine. No one can touch us. You heard the clip. Like, we will not lose one. And at the yeah. very end, they appear to lose. They get they get uh, ambushed oh, by yeah. the, the heavy weaponry that they were looking for. Uh, so and lose everyone. Let's, talk, let's talk for a second about that, though, because – We've seen Ezekiel and how he kind of fronts the whole king thing and how he does it to make people feel safe, you know. Um, but goddamn, do those kingdomites take it seriously, man? Um, a very powerful, a couple of very powerful scenes in this episode. One was Aaron losing uh, Eric, and uh, Aaron's character there—he's uh, just such a good character to watch. He's a great actor. Um, and he lost his uh, his boyfriend there, and that was a very powerful scene, I think. And then even the, at the very ending, when it you know he's kind of crying over it, and he sees him walking away as a zombie, uh, that was emotional, man. I felt a little emotional. Uh, um, it's gonna make me sound terrible, but there um, there uh, another negative article I read out there was like, why do we care about Aaron's partner? Eric, when we've basically had zero screen time with the guy. No, we care about Aaron, though. We I do mean, care Aaron's, about Aaron, yeah, yeah. And Aaron losing Eric is a big deal and probably well, going to change his character though. a lot. But I think if you look at it from the other side of, like, why should I care about th- this specific character dying? But I think I don't a lot care of... About, I don't care about him dying because we don't really know him, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, to see Aaron broken up like that, you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen to Aaron now, you know? Yeah, you feel bad because you remember him being, like, the plucky recruiter type thing, and now he's he's definitely going to be broken in some way. But, yeah, no, it was it was a touching moment when when they were talking. It's like, yeah. i got to go back to the battle, but I'll be right back. And he ends no, up coming. Was... Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say he tells him to go back to the to the battle, which was I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, he comes back so anyway, and he's out walking as a walker, and it's just that's 
That's tough because you never really got to say goodbye. That's what I'm saying, man. That, that was the sad part. Okay, I'm like, a terrible oh, person. God. Yeah, that's pretty sad, actually. So the other powerful scene for me, and that was when, what's his name? Is it Jeremy from the kingdom? Uh, Jerry. Was like, not Jerry, the other guy. Because Jerry went off to say, I'm hoping for the love of God that Jerry is not dead because I love Jerry. Mm. <laughs> um, but at the very end of that episode, um, Ezekiel f- sees that there's someone in the compound and mm-hmm. uh, he tells everyone to scatter. But instead of scattering, one guy yells out, protect the king. And there's like four people that jump on top of Ezekiel as the gun goes off. Yeah. And you see them getting shot. Oh, they and get shot. Like, and it's oh, a, yeah, it's the big it's gone. the heavy weaponry no that they were looking yeah. for. So Exactly. And those guys just dove on Ezekiel. Like he was literally like he is the king in their mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought that was a very powerful scene. I I'm you know those guys aren't alive, right? <laughs> like they just kill themselves. And like, oh man, it was just crazy because that's gonna weigh on Ezekiel for a while too, I think like all the stuff of no more death and i don't know man that's how it ends it ends literally with those guys jumping on ezekiel getting shot yeah that was abrupt (laughs) it was it was pretty much like okay then see you next week uh i I don't think ezekiel's dead because honestly they're not gonna have four people jump on him and not have him live but um it's a tough situation to be in because now you have four dead people on top of you um those things reanimate so you better there's so, going to be something interesting there, I think. So I honestly, um, and I told you this before the show, uh-huh. I fully believe that next week's episode will be the best episode of the season. Like the best so far or the best across the whole season? It'll be a, It'll probably be the best. It'll definitely be the best so far, but I also feel like it'll be a best across the whole season going back and looking at it because I have a feeling... I know what's going to happen. And I'm not Lou Page, so I might be wrong here. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts but, off air because it sounds like here here's what I'll ask first. It's not it's not comic book related. So it's at not all. comic book related, but it's no. based on the fact that they've been talking about this four episode arc, right? Yeah, but I also really feel like So, it's set up perfectly and I, you know, and maybe maybe I'm just looking at it completely wrong, but I honestly feel like next week we're going to see a straight up Ezekiel story. Like at first I thought we were going to see a Gabriel. <laughs> um, yeah. Still uh, no Negan, Negan since story? the first yeah, episode. Exactly. And I think that's on purpose, but um, I think we're going to get a character death next week. Really? You want to know who I think it's going to be? Well, as long as it's not comic book related, like if it's, it's comic, not comic book related, related it's kind of cheating, no, right? But it's not, if it's just your hunch of an, of an end of a four-arc episode. So, yeah, go ahead. What, what do you, who do you think it is? I think you are 100% right. I think um, uh, I think all the people, I think all the saviors except for, I'm hoping Jerry <laughs> is still alive. But I think um, Ezekiel and Jerry are going to have to fight off all the kingdomites that are probably going to turn after being shot by that machine gun there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... The character death that we're gonna get next week, it's gonna be Shiva. Oh, the tiger! That would be that would do gangbusters for their CG budget. So that's what I'm thinking. I think that they can't afford to have this tiger all over the place. <laughs> but think about it. how how poetic is that? Is like something's gonna happen, and they're gonna get trapped or kidnapped by saviors or the compound, and it'll be like Ezekiel and Jerry, and hopefully Carol too. But that like. I'm assuming like Ezekiel, you know, like who knows? Maybe he's uh, he's injured or something, and he's like, "Hey, go on without me." And of course, Jerry's gonna be like, "You're the king," and uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I guess that's what he sounds like. He sounds but, like uh, uh, the tiger from the cereal. Yeah. So I think like when all looks lost, Shiva's gonna come in and uh, basically sacrifice herself to uh, save the king as well. Ugh. And not only will that be a um, kind of a, a a, a fitting storyline for the tiger, but it also helped the Walking Dead's budget like <laughs> immensely. Because you notice, like that tiger's only like they it's always it, like. Yeah. All right, bye. They might have even used the same animation from. I think they did the end of yeah. the last season of like I'm eating this guy's face, you know, and right? it's like it's yeah. not a pleasant animation, but 
it's well done um one more thing i wanted to talk about uh, about the episode itself before we move on to um a negative aspect that uh, yeah that is happening but uh uh gracie at the end of the episode or the end of rick's arc in this episode he brings gracie out and aaron says i'll take her to the hilltop now there's an article here that's a little bit like you know internet rabbit holding type stuff but it's suggesting that in the first episode when we had to look ahead that is gracie in the flash forward because it's her rabbit that she has so either it illustrates that something's going to happen to judith or judith gets this rabbit it could be a stretch and honestly i think i still think the flash forward is not a flash forward have they confirmed it's it's a future or have they confirmed it's just rick's dream rick's dream where he has a limp yeah okay that why makes would sense you, why would you dream <laughs> so i feel like that was the same argument you had when i asked that question yeah first so episode. i was gonna i'll tell you off air because i i there's some things on there that i i think are comic book related that i just don't want to mention right now okay well um i think that um there there is this there there is this suggestion that the fact that gracie is brought home and the fact that rick is just broken up uh in some of those flash forward scenes that judith passes away due to some incident and it's war something could happen it could be zombie related it could be i highly doubt negan's gonna come in there and kill a baby um but uh, no that would be that would be terrible but it could be zombie related in which i know for most people who fell off when glenn died it's like don't bother coming back because i think if they kill a baby you'll just oh you'll just yeah never i think we watch. all might have to question it <laughs> i like, would definitely have a problem with it like, you know just be like uh okay um that, I, I think know. i don't know if um it's definitely the same rabbit and it's definitely done intentionally um it makes you wonder like what the like oh what's the celebration about or what's the giant owl what's the significance of that uh all sorts of questions honestly mm-hmm. um yeah I mean, we'll get our answers eventually it sounds like this is they usually treat their seasons as one complete package so when they hint at something or show something or, or foreshadow something it's it's for that season like we might not get answers as to why rick's so broken up or why rick has a broken leg or or why gracie has this rabbit that suddenly appears in the flash forward as well or we'll get rick's those so answers everyone else isn't yeah what <laughs> or why rick's so old and everyone else isn't uh that one is tough but you know what if you look at rick he does look pretty old you know <laughs> not that old man like no i like suppose it is 20 years you know what it um, feels to me like it feels like they they made him that almost feels like a mistake to make him so old because how there's no way you can explain it <laughs> it's just impossible you look at michonne and carl they're all the same and i guess gracie's bigger right like so yeah if that is gracie or or, is or even judith? if it's judith like they judith and gracie appear to be i would say at least a year maybe yeah a year so apart. if you look at those either one of those children I mean, they're talking, walking around, playing. That's that's way out in the future, buddy. I mean, that's. I mean, that's older. That's that's a kid who's. I would want to say four or five, right? Um, walking and talking. I mean, I'm not there yet, so I don't know. But uh, <laughs> you're not. I have ter- no. I mean, you like, can't walk and talk at the same time. I don't remember what it was like to be four or five, but I'm saying my kids. Like, I don't have any. I like, give me a hard time. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about. Um, let's talk about your negative let's talk about the lou page aspects of everything so the lou page the basic one is like he predicted the ratings are still plummeting uh i think they had eight million uh on this episode so like they've already confirmed a ninth season lou is adamant not adamant but lou is stating that the ninth season would be the last and do you like do you feel like if the ratings continue to dip, that the ninth season will be their last. And do you feel like that's kind of the wrong point to go out on? Um, because they won't do yeah. the whispers in the last season if, in season nine. I, I. So, the funny thing is, after All Out War, there's some serious time. Um, in the comic books like some serious time like that goes by you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they i I can't remember exactly how much but it's a significant amount of time of peace 
Um, so if you're going to end the show, you stretch all out war through nine seasons, and then you call it a you call it a series, right? Yeah, you, you um, end with all out war ending. Exactly. Um, but I don't know if you're going to get all out war through two seasons that seems like stretching it no you're not you can't and if you do you made the wrong call um i don't know i don't think nine is it i think um i think this show makes a comeback and i think the viewership is going to go back up and um because you know what's you know what's coming but I, i almost feel like on the television show killing glenn was the point of no return i think you're right they couldn't not kill glenn they, it's just it's there. You're right. They're caught between a rock and a hard place with this show. In that, you you damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Yeah, exactly. It's but, a lose lose, man. But there have been mistakes that are not in the comic books that they that they have they have made. And the biggest one that I hear from is that fake out, uh, you know, uh, Glenn under the dumpster. You know, that is constantly brought up to me as as the point of of no return, especially once Glenn was actually killed, and. The ratings, I think, keep going down because um, this four-episode arc, yeah, there there was a clever use of zombies with, uh, you know, just pinning them in and shooting at them until they turned and then they were uh-huh. eaten from the inside out. I thought that was a, a really interesting use of the zombie mechanic, but yep. I think a lot of people are hoping we get back to that zombie drama and do you like it feels like they listened last year and said like oh we need more action so let's get more action and they gave us yeah. these these four action episodes are they going to double down on the zombie action next season because a lot of people have been asking for it yeah i think you have to i think um i think the problem is is it went from too slow to too much action like there was there was a lot of drawn out, um, you know, going on while we we're building up to meeting Negan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was essentially a slow, slow build, and then we met him, and it continued to be a slow build because, you know, we we had uh, Rick who was you know whiny baby Rick that didn't want to do anything, um, and then you jump from that to where we are now. It go. It went really slow to really fast, <laughs> like really quick, and uh, yeah. I mean, you almost forget there's zombies in the show right now, right? Mm-hmm. Until they're shown eating everyone. Um, yeah. So yeah, you got to get back to it. Like if you want to, you got to introduce some new characters. Um, I think, to be completely honest, I think you have to. I mean, we talked earlier about, like, Rick has to, like, not kill Negan in order for him to not be a monster. Yeah. Whether or not he can do that or not, we're not sure. But you almost have to kind of do that and then maybe keep Negan on as a cast member. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, maybe that helps bring your ratings up because, you know, who knows? Maybe at one point Rick and Negan work, to- work together or maybe they, you know, whatever. But there- there's all sorts of stuff that the show can do to, to make it happen. Yeah. But no i think there's a lot like i've had conversations with people who have fallen off on the show and um whenever i talk about it it sounds like i'm doing i'm watching the show because it's my job um for the show and sometimes it feels like that i think last season there were a couple episodes where it's like yeah i just watched i watched it while i was playing zelda on the switch and (laughs) and i'll be honest but there were like four really solid episodes and i think this season's is enjoyable but again they're like they're doubling down on stuff that doesn't really appeal to everybody and that's the problem with this show is that it gets started as a zombie drama but it's quickly evolved into a human drama with zombies to the side but that's it's always been like that so but i always judge the the season as a whole because i'm gonna watch the whole thing i'm a completionist i'm not gonna skip the walking dead plus we have a podcast to do yeah, and I mean, even if I weren't doing this podcast, I would still watch it because honestly, I, I do still enjoy the characters and what and you, what they're doing. So, who do we have on as a guest when they were like, "Oh, what are you going to do after the Walking Dead's over? Are you done?" And we were like, "Oh shit, we never really thought about that." <laughs> they, yeah, that, and and you know, I thought about it. Like, what if we decided not to 
watch The Walking Dead anymore. Like, would this show, would the podcast still exist? And I and I believe it would because honestly, yeah, it's been a long t- since Fear of the Walking Dead arrived, and you know, all of our lives have gotten very busy. Uh, we really haven't had one of those general episodes. You know, there's lots of other zombie content out there. There's lots of yeah. other zombie topics. Um, lots of zombie movies you know i only have so much time in the day like ryan goes to the movies is is i think a segment that that could exist uh i would love to do more film commentaries with you guys um i would love to watch more movies with you guys yeah and the thing is like when walking dead goes away there will always be something else and that's the thing like i often worry the walking dead being around almost makes zombies ate my podcast really just zombies or Walking Dead ate my podcast. It's it's not really zombies, no anymore. So I think I think what we need to do is put it out there to the listeners, maybe at the mid season finale, um, and start thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. Is where where do you think the Walking Dead's going? Where do you think it is? It gonna remain strong? Um, are we going to you know end up somewhere where we don't want to be? Like. I would like to know from the listener side of things, like where where they see the show, the future, the characters, um, you know, a lot of that stuff. So they just need it. Walking Dead just needs a big hype train, and once that hype train happens, once they once they nail some casting down, or like you know, talk about like season nine, like so and so is joining the cast of season nine, and those rumors start again. Like everyone's mm-hmm. talking about it. Like is this person playing so and so? You know what I mean? Yeah, because this has um, been there. There's what now we're on three we, three years we, of Negan, where from casting of Jeffrey Dean Morgan to today, yeah, I think we're at we three were, years. We were talking about Negan since like season one of The Walking Dead. You know what I mean? Like what's going to happen then? Yeah, but so, I, I mean specifically from the aspect of right this yeah. this time this year this time was when that leak of like oh Negan Jeffrey Dean Morgan's been cast. Negan, here's the the shot of the blurry shot of Negan, you know, bashing someone's yep, head in, yeah. and we didn't get that until the end of this season, at the end of that season, and you know, Negan's been on our minds. Yeah, you're right. Since season one, because everyone's like, oh, yeah. Negan, 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 but now Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been in our view for three years as the character, and I think you're right. Like keeping him off screen for a little bit is probably to try to give us a, a bit of a break because we have not yeah. had a bad guy stick around this long i mean the governor was around for two seasons i guess you can make that argument but mm-hmm. that was just to kind of like try try his right. conclusion again and uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so negative aspects aside hmm. um i i am curious i i am really looking forward to seeing where the walking dead goes from here um do they have their issues yeah Yo, every show has issues and yeah i mean I'm, I'm not gonna stop watching the show but i am i mean we're gonna criticize it on the show and I'm, i want to hear lou's yeah. thoughts because honestly i think lou i think lou's into the action he, he likes action movies right lou i don't know who knows about lou <laughs> i look forward to hearing what he says next week yeah, um, yeah, I know. Hopefully, Luke comes back. We can uh, get his takes on it. Um, so that I mean, we'll, uh, we've been going on all about this for a while. Um, I do want to talk, or I want to let you talk a little bit about Extra Life, which is happening this weekend. Yes, this weekend, November eleventh, we will be streaming for twenty four hours on twitch.tv slash amove tv. And I'll get it out right off the bat. You can go to bit.ly slash tgi extra life twenty seventeen to donate and every year we offer a little bit of an incentive and i talked a bit about this on the gamers in saying like you know i do a little bit extra on zamp and i wanted to pimp it here so support extra life and you can make me mainly just me no one else wants to watch z nation when you donate to my extra life campaign and include zamp in the comments i'll be one step closer to watching every season of z nation whether you're a fan or not of Z Nation, it tends to pop up on the podcast off. Not lately, but when it started, it was like, why aren't you guys watching this? It's actually really good. It's it's all, it's actually really okay. Um, but yeah, I'll do it, but only Mars. in support of charity. And right now, our, our, our the goals are for every $100, I'll watch a season. 
get to $400, and I will watch Z Nation Season 4 week by week and report in week by week. Uh, the plan is to kind of try to watch each season as much as possible and then check in on however many episodes I've watched or maybe every season we'll see. But right now we're a quarter of our way to our first season of Z Nation, um, which is awesome thanks to the donation of Lonely Bob, longtime listener and supporter of Zombies Ate My Podcast. And this is the best part about you donating. Not only do you get to make me watch Z Nation, you will be entered into some cool draws. You remember Lauren Wilson, who was on the show a couple weeks ago with her new book, The Walking Dead, the official cookbook mm-hmm. and survival guide? You'll get a signed copy of that if you're a lucky winner. We're going to do a draw on November 18th, so you have to donate by November 17th. Uh, not only that, you'll be entered into a draw for uh, a Lucille replica from Battle Bats. Bob. Whoa. Yeah. Bob has been awesome enough to... Uh, he got one from Battle Bats, and he, he is kind of like... Use your bar to meet for, is this a genuine Lucille replica? And you were very impressed. So BattleBats has uh, donated us uh, another one. Make sure you include Zamp in the comments when you donate, and you could be randomly drawn to win that awesome thing. If you want more details, go to zombiesatemypodcast.com slash extra life. My favorite comment so far as I tweet these very realistic photos of Negan's bat is that Jimmy the Shovel says, I will go to your house and beat your head in. But uh, that's not actually going to happen. And, and it got real dark real quick. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that escalated quickly. Yeah, so uh, he said, luckily he's Canadian, so it'll just be made of soft foam. But no, this is a real <laughs> baseball bat. It's actually real. Real barbed yeah, wire, no, too. Dude, yeah, I mean, as far as replicas go, like 100% spot on. I know I've talked about it before, but I can't get over the fact that, um, yeah, it's just crazy. I had a... And, uh, my brother up here is a big fan of the show too and i was like oh hey i want to show you this and we walked in my office and there it is displayed out there and he's like oh what a cool replica i'm like no dude pick that up and he's like oh my god it's a real bat and i was like yeah mm-hmm. i know and every time you look at it you notice another detail you know and he's like oh my god he's like this thing's insane and yeah. i was like yeah man i'm telling you and you know it, my brother's like where do you get that i was even telling him like yeah it's battle battle bass and it's just really it's it's just such a cool collector's piece you know yeah so you can win one of those if you go to zombiesatemapodcast.com slash extra life and donate to my campaign with zamp in the comments and i would think getting making me watch z nation i've had a lot of people react like making ryan watch z nation might make donation donating worth it and honestly we are super close to the first season and i really do think like making me watch the first they're all bad making me watch the first season would be like would would give you immediate return on your we're making ryan do something terrible hell you get to set two seasons like that's it just keeps doubling the enjoyment you get from my pain on this podcast um remember what we did with resident evil let's do it again with nation god it's worse though man i don't know know, maybe uh depends depends on the movie but uh yeah, zombiesatemypodcast.com slash extra life. Check it out. Yeah, and uh, I have the Walking Dead cookbook um, mm. that I bought, and uh, there are some really cool recipes in there. Um, like, And it's not just like bugs and stuff recipes, <laughs> um, but there's actually some, some really cool recipes that I'm looking forward to trying. Uh, I think Lauren did an amazing job on this book. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's, you know, talking to my wife about it, she's like, you're going to cook something out of a Walking Dead cookbook? And I'm like, no, it's it's real food. <laughs> it's real food, yeah. Some of it is anyway. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's some cool prizes to win, man. So, yeah, I, I really hope people take advantage of it because uh, these people have been awesome enough to donate these cool things. And it's not very often that we we have these type of incentives for this uh, yeah. for this thing. So I'm looking forward to giving out these prizes uh, once the donations but if you do want to check out our stream we're going to be streaming all day on the 11th of november and for those wondering yes that is remembrance day that is veterans day we're going to be doing a moment of silence at the start of the stream to kind of um show our respect to to that day Excellent. but uh yeah. it just it fell on that date because uh blizzcon obviously we were very busy jocelyn goes to blizzcon every year so we had to push it to the next week so we apologize to folks that might be a little a little weirded out by the fact that we're doing it on the 11th, but we're doing to do our best to pay our respects. Yeah, well, that, that sounds like a great idea, and uh, hopefully, I'll be able, maybe I'll be able to join you a little bit Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's more than welcome to stop by. We have lots of awesome things planned, and it should be very entertaining. Throughout let's the, talk. The course of the day. Let's talk 
food? Is there going to be spaghetti? Is there going to be spaghetti? I don't believe there will be spaghetti. I'm pretty sure there will be pizza. Are there, uh, there going to be pancakes? Hmm, maybe I'll eat pancakes in the morning. That How does about... sound pretty good. You want cookies? Uh, cookies, cookies will definitely be be eaten, I'm sure. Co- cookies are going to be eaten? So, yeah. okay. Do so you have any other that, food clips? In that case... Uh, hey, penis. Oh, God. <laughs> what? No, God. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. That's yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably there, have some right? lemonade, I think. Um, All right, well, that's good. That's good. I think I got more here. Hold on. Okay. Uh, I had one anyway. <laughs> it was about rhubarb pie. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, the applesauce. You must have the applesauce one. I don't know if I have it. I got to go through this, man. I really do. Uh, what about... Well, you're eating for cabbage, but my cabbage is always fun. Sure. Um, we do have frozen cabbage rolls. I guess I could cook them. <laughs> Lou's very demanding. He wants, like, specific types of food for... Bitch nuts. Do you have any bitch nuts? I, I did buy bitch nuts at the local Walmart. They were three ninety seven for a tub. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. How about... Uh, wait, here we go. Famous rhubarb preserves. Yeah, uh, preserves. Maybe for yeah, dessert. Um, that's what we were looking for. Um, rhubarb preserves. Um, anything else? Uh, well, I got this. Salmon patties, applesauce, and onions. Yeah. <laughs> applesauce, onions, salmon, salmon patties, patties, applesauce, and onions. That's what we need. What's a salmon patty? Uh, yeah. Hang tight. Okay. Yeah, send facts to Cleveland. Okay. Well, that's- I'm just the guy that makes your kids spaghetti. There's a lot of food talk, man. That's why the book exists. We That's why the book exists. We did the interview and it was like this it's it's perfect because there's so much food references in The Walking Dead. <laughs> All right, well, you heard it from Ryan. Uh, we could do, go over our normal outro stuff. We're not going to this week. What we're going to tell you to do is go to Zamp, go to Extra Life, donate some money for the sick kids, win yourself a Lucille replica, win a signed copy of The Walking Dead cookbook. Uh, maybe win them both. Who knows? Maybe you're that guy. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. And, we, and like Ryan, I said, we've already we've only gotten one donation, so uh, it's anybody's game at this point. So get over there, support uh, a great cause, and feel good doing it. Especially once you get a really cool cookbook or baseball bat <laughs> <laughs> or Z Nation content. I don't know what or you're Z-Nation. looking for the most. All right, Lou Page. Any last words before we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. I'd like to take it back to awkward silence now. <laughs>